0: If God looked at Abraham and said, Abraham, I'm gonna make a promise to you that your descendants are going to be greater than the stars. Your descendants will outnumber the grains of sand on the beach. Well, that's a pretty big promise. And there's a whole lot of wealth involved in those people and those relationships. And so if that's the promise that he made, then we have the ability to create wealth based on that promise. You have the knowledge. Experience and the talent needed to succeed. But in the day and age we live in, skill is not enough. Your story is the most powerful tool in your arsenal. This show will help you tap into that resource and learn how to leverage your message to gain deeper influence and build a lasting legacy. Tune in each week as thought leaders, entrepreneurs, and authors share how they built empires on the backs of their story. You're listening to Stories That Sell with your host, Scott Ramage.
1: Hey, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Stories That Sell. I'm your host, Scott Ramage. And I have with me today my good friend, Chad Haley. And uh, he runs Cashflow Club. And we're going to... Nope. I did that wrong. (laughs) 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 Kingdom Cashflow. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Stories That Sell. I'm your host, Scott Ramage. And I have with me today my good friend, Chad Haley. He actually drove up and is in the air quotes studio. I'm in the studio. <laughs> yeah. And he uh, runs something called Kingdom Cashflow, which I'm super excited to get into, dig into. We're going to talk about money and uh, generational wealth and all sorts of really cool things. And uh, it, it, just a little thing here, guys. If you're not watching, you probably should switch on YouTube because <laughs> we got some funky, funky lighting. We look really
0: Ethereal right now. It's it's cool. It's It's kind of cool being in here. I I feel like Like all of a sudden I'm I'm part of this is a much bigger production I think I feel (laughs) like I should be like we're getting ready to air something on NBC
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right, so all kidding aside uh, before we get started if you are a business owner coach entrepreneur or personality and you want to uh, grow your brand and make sales Really simple and non-pushy. Guess what a really good source is? It's podcasting. And Media Machine is the business for you if you wanna start a podcaster or you, you are a podcaster because uh, they do all my work and basically I record, I do all the funny stuff in front of the camera and the microphone, download it, turn it over and everything happens. Post-production, content for social media, social media posting, show notes, everything, it's magic. Uh, me it's a media machine imagine that that sounds dreamy <laughs> For anybody who's ever uh, edited your own podcast it is incredibly dreamy. I started my first podcast and I would I would uh, edit and I'm like yeah this is not what I decided
0: to I want to do yeah it's well you know it's funny because I'm I'm a voice actor and so a lot of times when you're when you're putting in you're, you're putting in for a part or you're doing a job, you're your own editor, so you're your own production, you, you do everything yourself, mm. until you get to a point where you've got enough, okay, well now I've generated enough income, I can actually hire a production team that can do all that. So yeah, it's definitely, what a godsend to have Media Machine, because wow. Yeah, yeah, it's it's awesome. So,
1: Chad, you drove up, you live like an hour south of here, so yeah. like, come on up, let's do a live one, because it's my favorite way to do a podcast, because it's actually really talking to a person face to face. And you get to see their emotions and not behind a screen and um, I've done a few of them and but they're my absolute favorite in in my janky uh, podcast studio with funky lighting which is it's really, it's really cool. I'm gonna tell you, it's done on purpose, but I'm not quite sure if it's the right way to do it or not.
0: If it were like strobe lighting, you know, <laughs> then, then we might we might be dealing with something kind of funny there. But but I mean, just the fact that we're dealing with like just a cool ethereal bit of a light down yeah. there, it's, yeah. it's it's really fun. I it's funny. I, like I, I I'm a producer, so I think about all the the spatial things, and I'm like, I bet if we were moved about a foot and a half forward, we'd get a really oh. good
1: wow yeah what a good
0: idea so, so we're so jammed up against we're the wall. jammed again so, so move forward just a little bit get some of those shadows back there you know it's yeah. not that it's not like it's a big deal but like you know me i'm a producer so yeah. yeah i, I yeah, see yeah. that kind of stuff
1: but wow um well thank you very much for being such a friend and telling me that before we push record <laughs> <laughs> it's best to just go with it and go hey i'm not the host we're just gonna roll so <laughs> i've had you on the podcast before and um I know I've had you on my other podcast. I think I've had you on Stories That Sell. I think I was on at the very like beginning. very beginning. Like, yeah, and we talked about we talked about uh, forgiveness because you've gotten
0: because I had I had just come through COVID and 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 all the crazy of, of that whole story. So yeah, it was uh, that was a different time. So here That's- we are,
1: <laughs> post COVID. I hope. Um, yes. And season two. So, man, you were at the entry level of uh, stories itself for season one, and now here you are, the second episode into season two. I recorded one the other day. Um, the lineup is looking
0: good, and here you are again. So, I must think something of you. Hey, I. I you know, we've. And it's it's cool how I think it's just cool how God reconnects people and brings people back together, and I know He's done that for us. So, yeah. It's, yeah. it's it's it's. I love being here. I'm so excited about it, and, and uh, yeah. So I think uh, we wouldn't be on point if we didn't like talk about the
1: story of you know kingdom cash flow, more of like what your vision for this is, what it is, and um, I mean obviously you got podcasts, so that's cool. Yes. I mean, hello, it's it's Kingdom Cash Flow Podcast, right? Yeah,
0: well the, the so the podcast that goes along with Kingdom Cash Flow is called is called Wisdom, Work and Wealth. That's right. And yes. so and it's and and basically it's it's literally we're we're digging through the wisdom needed to actually do the work that creates wealth, and 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 wealth is wealth is to me it's a three headed it's, it's kind of a three headed monster and it's not a monster it's the best thing ever so wealth is good don't get me wrong but it's 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 a three headed thing and and, and one and, and all of this fits into kingdom cash flow but in one regard you've got you've got obviously finance so money is part of wealth it's not the whole thing it's just part of it. Um, but then you have relationships and, and people. The people that you meet is part of your wealth. And the people that you have around you, the people that you surround yourself with, the people you do life with, um, the people that help you in your business, that's all part of wealth. And then time. I think time is a big factor in your wealth. And, and, and whether you're creating more of it or you're utilizing it to the best of your ability, Because if we're always scrambling, you know, like we were just talking about doing all the editing and what Media Machine is for. Media Machine is designed to create wealth for creators. Yeah. That's exactly what it's designed to do because all of a sudden now I'm able to offload things that I know how to do, but it takes me a lot more time to do it than it would, uh, you know, a program like Media Machine. Well, you were talking to me the other day and you brought up
1: those three things. Um, And... It was interesting because I got a moment to think about uh, relationships and the absolute wealth in relationships oh my gosh and that's one reason I love podcasting is not only for business reasons and connections and networking but it's the people yes like I'm getting to know people and then you get them a little you, get, you talk to them on a deep level and then you kind of carry on this um, this this relationship thing and it just kind of grows from there so yeah it's it's that's a really great part of wealth and quite frankly I've never been uh, programmed or taught to think of people as wealth now i have made the pivot of time yes like but i haven't seen it as time as wealth i saw it as time as a tool to create wealth but i i really like that mindset of time is you know something that is measured as well well
0: sure when when you understand and you look at it from a pr- perspective uh, my words uh, and you look at it from the perspective of it's the one commodity that we never get more of right you know so it, it is it, it's a piece it's a piece of that wealth puzzle and and pivoting from there to what kingdom cash flow is kingdom cash flow is is my it, it's basically my coaching program um and and what I've done is is I've looked through you know, and it kind of, it comes in stories, which is why this is called stories that sell. It, it comes in a story. Um, back in 2016, I literally was doing taxes, and I'll make this I'll make this brief. I was doing taxes, and I was curious as to how much money we'd made from our business. And when I looked back over the over the previous four years, I looked back, and we had passed the seven figure mark that year, which blew me like I had to pick my jaw off the floor. I was like, "Oh my gosh, seven figures!" Yeah. it's big. And then I looked up and I was like, "Where's, where's all that money?"
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, and it's, 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 it's one of the most humiliating moments. I think it was really a humbling moment, maybe. But, but I was like, something like this is not okay. Something's got to change. So I've gone, I went on this search, um, and it led me down a path that caused us to make some changes in the way that we did personal finance. And what I started seeing was, I started seeing that. All of the teachers that are out there today, and there's some great ones out there. Don't get me wrong, but they're all teaching very similar, if not the same strategies. Yeah. And and it didn't matter if if it was somebody who claimed they were a Christian, if it was somebody who claimed they were an atheist, if it was somebody who claimed Buddhism. They didn't matter. They all taught the same thing. And as a Christian, I firmly believe that the ways of Jesus are just set apart. They're just different. There's there's a different way of doing things. He always did things backwards, and so or what we would think is backwards right, in our right. world. You know, if you want to be first, you got to be last. You know, if, <laughs> if, you, if you, it, it just that that kind of mindset. And so, um, you know, to lead is to serve. And what? But what I found and what I discovered was that there were guys that were claiming Christianity that were doing the same thing everyone else does. And I thought, man, there's gotta be a different way. Like there's, what's the backwards way of doing this? The way that maybe doesn't make any sense. And and as I began to discover these strategies, I, I started to see radical changes in our finance. Mm. And, and, I, and I knew that I was onto something. And then I started sharing it with a few people, and then that has slowly steamrolled into now I've got an entire program that that I literally take people from. It doesn't matter where you're at in life. You could be, you know, you could have six figures sitting in the bank. You could have a giant 401k, and you know exactly what retirement's going to look like, and I can help you. Or you can be that guy that goes, you know what? I I, I really don't know how we're going to make it to the end of the month this month. Right. Okay, I can help you, too. You know, and so and so, it's it's really taking that whole because it's a perspective shift. It's it's about changing your mind and getting into the mindset of of a kingdom approach to finance as opposed to what we've typically done, which is really that worldly approach. And so it's just different. Uh, anytime you start talking about finance, I found
1: there's the the traditional four hundred one k work your work your rear off and tell you it's time to retire, and then just like hit the skids, and I, I and it's the same. It's the same thing, and and you kind of start to see a narrative between the institutions and the big the big companies are just pushing this thing. Do this. Well, I started thinking about like who is this serving? You know, it's serving. It's serving corporate America. Yes. It's serving the banks because put your money in our system. We're not gonna. Put it away like you put it away because we know better. We're going to invest. We're going to do things with this to leverage your money and give you a very, very small percentage return. Meanwhile, we're telling you you're doing the right thing. Keep putting more and more in there. Why do you think they're telling you that? It took me a while to like. Uh, why are people telling us? The, what's the story? And I read the book, um, Killing Sacred Cows. And, yes. Yeah, and, it, and and it really kind of addresses that and. I kind of started became that become that guy that's like I don't trust anybody doing anything with money, and so you when I you know when we kind of re met and you're talking about these things I'm like yes you introduced me to someone that uh, does infinite banking yes and so we took some some moves towards that already and uh, so yeah it's just it's different
0: it is it is and that's one of those that's one of the infinite banking that you mentioned that's it's one of those strategies that when you when you take the deep dive to understand the strategy you know, you, you really begin, your mind begins to open up because let's, let's take that just from that particular strategy. For those of you that don't know what infinite banking is, um, basically it's, it's utilizing a, a properly structured whole life insurance policy. I know I said a dirty word, whole life insurance. (laughs) However, when you understand the power of this one tool, it changes everything. It literally changes everything. And so, but, but when you really understand what it is, what is life insurance? Life insurance is simply putting a dollar value to your life. This is what actuaries do. Actuaries put a dollar value to your life. They look at your health. They look at your income. They look at your productivity and they look at the possibilities Mm. and they put it all together and they go, he's, he's, healthy. He's probably going to live till he's 87. If he lives till he's 87, he's probably going to generate, oh, I don't know, somewhere in the ballpark of $8 million um, over his lifetime. So we think he's worth this. And they put a dollar amount to that. Well, they have given us a tool that allows us to capture that dollar amount like it's an asset, like buying a house That's the way I show it to people is I go, look, this is like buying a house, only you're buying an asset that you can turn into your own bank that you can begin using over and over and over again for any and everything that you could possibly want to use it for. Yeah. I mean, I
1: started to look into it. I talked to you. I'm like, I I don't, I'm confused. I I mean, the first time I talked, I'm confused. And we actually had a 10-hour road trip where you kind of like went into it and kind of explained some of the big questions I had. And then you connected me with a guy and got on the phone with him and... Like the the connections started to make sense, yeah. But there is so much pre-determined programming that we've been through that, that
0: says no, that's wrong. It's 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 hard to get through, and that's part of what Kingdom Cashflow is all about. It's it's about helping flip some of those switches yeah. in our brain because mm-hmm. we have we've literally been been one hundred percent programmed to believe that that term life insurance is the only way to go Buy term and invest the rest is is a big tagline that so many of us are familiar with. Um, you know, but whole life is the devil. It's evil. No, there guys, there's 2,500 different kinds of life insurance. It's unbelievable how much there is. And so, and so to say that one particular kind or one particular policy model is the worst is It's ignorant, ignorant, is really what it comes
1: down to. (laughs) Well, and it's it's the same thing. I talked to one person, and he was like, "Um, "Scott, don't do that." The insurance guy's just telling you that because he can make money. I'm like, but if I went to term life, would the insurance guy be making money? He's like, "Well, yeah." I'm like, "Um, so any? uh, Do you have any service that you try to get involved in that doesn't have somebody (laughs) trying? Money. And it's like the whole argument was someone's trying to make money. I'm like, yeah, that's called commerce. That's how that's that's called capitalism. That's how we function. But the argument's been made against whole life is that someone's making money. It's the most asinine argument in the world. Now, can you get burned in whole
0: life? I'm sure you can if you don't have the right sure. person doing the right kind of setup. Absolutely. So. Uh, it's 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 fun- It's funny the arguments that that come out because that's. One of the one of the big arguments that we hear is for um, is, is yes we hear you know oh well the commissions are huge, the other thing is is oh the premium is massive, and and I think to myself I think to myself well that's perspective. You know, that's, that's, it's a matter of opinion, really, because when you think about a term policy, what a term policy does is you decide, I'm going to pay for 20 or 30 years or however long you decide, and, and you pay it. Now, you may only be paying $30, $40, $50 a month. Right. But that dollar amount does add up over time. And guess what happens to that dollar amount? You never see it again. Ever. It's gone. Once the term is over, it is gone. You know, and and there are some term policies these days that are are allowing you to pay for an extension, Mm. but you're paying a premium for that extension. So once it's over with, they're going, okay, yeah, you can extend. It's going to cost you extra to do that extension. And so you're going, okay, well, great. I got the 20 year extension, but.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm, I think I'm three years out on like the first one I ever bought. Right. And I'm like. Look at the money I put in, and if I don't die within three years, this thing's going away. <laughs> and, and if I live, like I can't, I can't realize the money. But if I die, I can't realize the money. There is that peace of mind for your family. But the same, there's a death benefit for whole life. Yes, and um, actually, it's pretty spectacular when you start to understand it. So that's one one tool that
0: you help people understand. Yeah. So, you know, and, and, and kind of going down the rabbit hole, one of the, one of the things, the, the two biggest things that I've, that I've helped clients with, we, I do help them understand the infinite banking concept, but the two biggest things, because they're just the, the two biggest problems, are they're both four-letter words. Um, one of them is debt you know and and everybody wa- everybody wants the strategy to get out of debt the fastest right um, you know everyone thinks the debt snowball is you know you've got kind of split decisions between the debt snowball and the debt avalanche then there's also credit counseling you know or, or debt debt consolidation right those are kind of hand in hand um I don't recommend those two strategies just because you end up you end up locked up and I don't like I don't like locking people up I want to set people free and I want to have your I want you to be free free financially. So I don't recommend those two directions, the debt consolidation and the, de- and the debt, you know, just because they end up locking you up. Um, you end up getting your, you know, your, your usable capital ends up getting locked up mm. and, and yeah, there is good debt and there's bad debt. So, right. and, and I firmly believe that. Um, so I want to make sure that people know that the other four letter word is, is the B word and it's budget. Um, <laughs> you know and 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 I know it's five letters but it's more but B- it doesn't G- G. it's it's a lot of letters but it's a four letter word to most people because so many people don't want to do the work they don't they don't want to they don't want to know. they really don't want to know we we've been in a season for probably the last 6 years we've been in a season of amazing abundance Mm -hmm. you know and and everyone's winning and it doesn't matter what they're doing hey we're winning in life things are great we've got tons of money so nobody's really paying attention to what they're spending except in the last probably 90 days (laughs) when things when the squeeze has really come in and here we are we're in the later part of 2022 and 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 over the summer we've really begun to see the squeeze gas prices are going up everybody's electric bill if you live in texas oh my word i feel for you and your electric bill right now i just got our new one and oh my. so you know but then but then on top of that the grocery bill you go to the grocery store now and you're like oh my word i know for us like we looked at it over the last over the last two months our expenses for our life we haven't spent more we're not doing more but our expenses have gone up just over a thousand dollars a month yep and yep, we noticed about the exact same number, and I, and I'm looking at it and I'm going, I'm going, Scott, this can't be. People can't survive on this. No. You know, my wife's a teacher and a coach. We we know a ton of teacher and coaches, and guess what? They have a fixed salary. Yeah, and they're not making any more, and they're typically only getting a one to two percent raise every year. So it's tough. It's So I'm going, so they're losing because they can't figure out how to come up with the extra thousand dollars a month. So what's happening is the little bit of money that they had in savings, they're pulling out or they're going, you know what, we have this 401k that we didn't really know what we're going to do with. So let's pull some from the 401 and we'll just pay the penalties and it'll be fine. What they don't realize is that when it comes tax time, the penalties alone are going to kick their tail Yeah, and they're not going to be prepared for that either. And so People are in a position that they're not sure what to do and how to budget. And and there's some simple things that can be done. Um, in fact I'm I'm in the process of putting together a short little a short little, you know, it's like a minute and a half video of, of three things that you can do right now to find an extra thousand dollars this month. You know? And it's it's simple, but it's it's oh my gosh, it's life changing when you really stop to think, oh my god, it's that simple, it really is that easy. Yeah. yeah. You know, and that's it's Again, it goes back to that that mindset shift of of I have all the tools in my basket that I need. You know, so many of us, I think, we get stuck in what's in, in what our day to day is. In, in in I've got this job to do, I've got these kids to feed, I've got this spouse, I've got to make sure that, that they're okay. We get stuck in that in that rut of going uh, of of just going through the grind of A B C D A B C D, and we lose sight of the fact that. No, wait a minute. I live in the kingdom of God. I don't live on the earth. I live on the earth, but I live in the kingdom of God. If you're a Christian, that's this, right. this right. is who you are. I live in the kingdom of God. Because I do, I'm actually considered... I'm, I'm, I'm a son or a daughter. I'm, I'm a prince or a princess. I'm a king or a queen. I am 100% royalty and 100% subject, which means I have all... The access that the king has. And guess what? The king owns the cattle on a thousand hills. The king gave Solomon everything, and Solomon was considered the richest man to ever live. You know, and, and so we have access to that same wealth, if you will. If we can grab it, if we can grab hold of it and really take hold of what that means, you know, and that's, that's why wealth is not just money. That's why wealth is not just time. That's why wealth is not just relationships. It's a combination of all, you know, you saw, you saw there was a, um, there was in the Bible, in the book of Acts, there's a, a, there's a part in the book of Acts and it happens two different times when they're talking about the kingdom coming in people coming together and they bring all of their resources together. And when they do, they bring all the resources together and they basically say, Hey, here's everything that we've got. And, and the disciples who are kind of overseeing what's happening, they're overseeing the early church. They go, okay, cool. These are all the resources we have. Well, guess what? Bob needs this and this and this, and it's right here. We've got it. So let's make sure, let's get that to Bob. Cause then Bob can actually go produce and, and be helpful and bring more back. Okay. Well, Mary, Mary loves to farm and, and garden. So we have all this stuff here for farming and gardening. So we can give that to Mary and let her go do her thing. But what happens is, is we get so individualistic and we're so individually focused. I need to focus on what's me and what's mine that we lose sight of the fact that, wait a minute, if we pooled resources and came together, what could we actually do to further the kingdom, to expand their territory and expand our tents? And and do and do even greater things. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I,
1: I was at a mastermind with my son, it was June, and maybe into May, and there was a guy talking, and it was interesting. He's like, I do I do real estate investment. Yeah, and I, I I flip, and then I also, but now I just clean them up and and rent. And but he said I never do it alone. I never because I never do it alone. I do it with three other people always. It's four of us. And he's and he talked about like. That what you're talking about, you're bringing more people together. You're you're splitting these things. But here's here, on another note, um, it's very very common in the Christian world. So if you're not a Christian, you've probably seen this too. But um, so this is relevant. But many Christians they have this connotation or this belief that money and wealth is wrong.
0: Yeah. And that's really deep seated. Yes. It's it's a hard and, and that's a hard line to cross because it's a hard line to cross until you can get someone to open their Bible, <laughs> and and once you open the Bible, and, and I mean, and I'm talking, I know there's there's some of you out there that 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 the King James is the only version of the Bible that, that that means anything. So even the King James Bible, if you open it up and you begin to read, there's a few passages that have really been taken, they've been taken out of the context and used in the world. For various reasons, right? You know, the, the the concept, one of the concepts, and probably one of the most prominent that we've all heard is "money is the root of all evil," right? And and what the actual scripture says is that the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. Darn translation, and and yes, darn <laughs> translation. But at the same time. Look at the world right now. Let's let's look at what's going on in the world. Let's look at the bad stuff that's happening in the world and the good stuff that's happening in the world. Is money involved in both? Yeah, it is. 100%. 100% money is involved. Money is involved in putting together, um, you know, and, and agree with them or disagree with them money's involved in putting together medicines and vaccinations. Right. You know, you'd be crazy if you didn't see that. And so, and whether so, you agree with it or not, exactly. Whether you agree with it or not. And, and I'm not saying it's good or bad. It just, it is what it yes. is. And so, and so medicine helps people live longer. It helps people get over things. And so, so there's a need for that. And mm-hmm. and it, that's a good thing in the world. And money is involved in getting those things put right. together. But we're also, you know, we can also flip that coin and go, money's being used to make medicine. Yeah. We can say the exact same sentence and see it in two different lights, just depending on what our perspective is. But we've got to know that money in and of itself is simply a tool. It is a means of exchange, nothing more. If I, and I love this example, if I wanted to get, let's say there were no money and I wanted to get on a plane to go to fly to Seattle, I would have to find something of value that I have, that I could exchange with the airline, so that they would give me a ticket. Let's say I'm a farmer, and and I grow and I grow corn. Well, I would I may have to bring 400 bushels of corn right. to the airport with me to exchange for a ticket, or we could create this paper called money. We could create debit cards, and, we, and and we could put value to the corn, and go okay, five hundred bushels of corn is now worth yeah seven hundred dollars right you know and so and so it, it's it just it, it gives us the ability to exchange on a much more level playing field as right. opposed to well I have to find someone who actually finds value in corn because if you don't find value in corn then you're not going to give me a ticket right so you may be an airline that goes no we really want wheat. Hmm, okay, well now I'm in trouble. Now, is there an airline that likes corn? No, there's actually not. Oh, Junkie Heap, okay, well now. <laughs> well, there, I mean, yeah,
1: this, I mean it does, it makes all the sense in the world. But then there's people like, well, I just need just, just enough to survive. I have, a, I have a, an argument with that because I think, no, aren't we called to help the less fortunate? And how do you do that? Yeah, you can serve them. You can drive. You can drive over there, spend time. Well, what does driving take? It takes gas. Yes. What does is, what is time take? Time is wealth. Yes. So you've got to have time to do it, which means you're not working every hour of the day. Uh, I mean, there's just the arguments. It falls dead so fast. And But on the other hand, you, you find a lot of people talking about, you know, god wants them rich kind of that prosperity thing so that i can serve others and they actually they're using
0: it as a tool as opposed to a resource and i think that that's there this is such a fine line that i that i walk with all of this because i have to deal with and field all of these questions and all these issues you know and, and it really goes back to i constantly take people back to let's look at what god's word says Because the Bible is such a, it's such an amazing resource. If you, if you use it for nothing other than history and history and a guide, you know, let's, let's think of it as, as simply, this is just a guide on, on, on how to do life. And and it tells you a little bit of history of the world. If I use it for nothing other than that, I would find so much more value on how to serve others and how to, let's be honest, how we get money out of people's pockets than anywhere else. Mm. If there is somebody getting money out of people's pockets, you can pr- you can bet that the principle. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, microphone fell over. Here we go with some of the microphones. Yeah, um, you can bet that the principle that they're using to get money out of people's pocket came from a principle in the Bible. Now they may have manipulated that principle in some way, shape, form, or fashion. There's even a story in the Bible about about a shrewd manager. Yeah you know about yeah. a shrewd money manager in the Bible and, and that's what he like he, he's getting fired basically for the way he's handled things because he's done so unethically but, but then what does he do he turns right around and he does things unethically once again but his manager comes back and looks at him and goes I'm impressed like I'm really impressed with how you handle things so there are people that are going to handle things they're going to manipulate things in such a way that it may not be the most positive right way of doing things and and unfortunately it's just part of the world. What I know is that I can help people whose minds are open to realize and accept the truth. And the truth is written in plain English for us, thank God people translated it, so that we could read it in plain English, so that we can understand and know that, that wait a minute. And, and and it's just understanding that the stories are there for for learning. Yeah. You know, and there's principles all throughout the Bible. Heck. Even Moses, as he wrote, as he wrote the first five books of the Bible, he wrote in Deuteronomy, he wrote, God and this is he wrote what God was saying. He said, He said, He said, Remember the Lord always, for it is he who has given you the power and the ability to create wealth. To confirm the covenant that he made with your forefathers. So if God looked at Abraham and said, Abraham, I'm going to make a promise to you. I'm going to make a promise to you that your descendants are going to be greater than the stars. Your descendants will outnumber the grains of sand on the beach. Well, that's a pretty big promise, and there's a whole lot of wealth involved in those people and those yeah. relationships. And so yeah. if that's the promise that he made, then we have the ability to create wealth based on that promise. You know, And, and so just it's cool stuff. And when we start breaking some of these layers that have been on people for so long, this these convictions that people have, and you really start going, hey, let's talk about that. Mm -hmm. Because I think that's the big thing. You know, we we another thing that we've been taught, and and maybe you've been taught this, maybe you haven't been, but but there's two things you don't talk about. When you have conversations with anybody, anytime you're you know, you've been taught we've been taught this in business, we've been taught it through throughout Life. There's two things you never talk about. You never talk about politics, and you never talk about religion. Oh, religion. Huh. You know, and so yeah. and so when when you go, huh, I can't have a political conversation with somebody, and I can't have a religious. Well, now now it's taboo to talk about money and religion. No, it's not. We got to talk about these things. We got to get this, and we got to hit this head on. Yeah, I, and that's the. I think
1: for me, for so many years, you don't talk about money to anybody, and. You're then you're like, wait a minute, I don't know anything. (laughs) (laughs) How am I supposed to succeed? How am I supposed to know what I do with my money when I'm doing okay? How am I supposed to know that, I mean, it just makes sense that I should live under the amount of money I'm making, but yet nobody does it, so I guess it's normal to just keep moving in that direction. And then I was ingrained with this, and I don't think this is from my parents, I think it's from other places, that debt is horrible. Yes. But. Like, I some of the most wealthy people I know who are actually happy will be like, I'm not paying off my house, that's very, very cheap leverage. And and, and they talk about like how they're using the money instead of bank using the money, they're using that money and they're leveraging it for higher percentages than they're paying on their right on their payment. And they're like, No, I'm winning. I mean, even to the fact that I know a guy that buys a Lambo and McLaren every year, brand new one buys it, he leaves, he he um. I don't know if he he leases he actually buys it, he finances it, he uses it, he puts it on Turo, rents it out, sells it in a year, and he's net positive. Yep. And so it's just it's is there anything wrong with that? No. Does he ever pay it off? Not till he sells it. And I mean it's like he's like, No, I make money on it every year. I I make money on something that depreciates. Because and and I think because you've learned leverage. We have to learn that leverage and it's not bad.
0: No, no. It's not bad. I, I think that what the problem the I, I think the biggest problem there is that we, we've been born into we y'all, we have been born into the greatest country the world has ever known. And I'm never ever gonna stop preaching that or saying that. We truly are in, in we live in the greatest country and really and truly, even though We've, been in, we've experienced a challenging time. I still think we live in the greatest time that there's ever been. And, and one of the things that we have to remember is that back in the 1930s and 40s and 50s, there was put into place an educational system that was focused on creating producers right. and consumers. Yeah. We were taught to sit in the line and do our work so that we could go work at the factory and sit on the line and do our work. Don't question authority. So that we could leave and Mm -hmm. go spend all our money on the things that they start advertising to us. And y'all, again, we live in the greatest place on the earth, but we have to know what the game plan was. And once we understand that there was a game plan in place to get us, to convince us to go spend all of our money, we understand that we live in a consumer world. We We are born to consume. Why, why do you think, the whole reason that China stays in production is because of American consumers. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd, yeah, I'd like to see a change of that production, but. Absolutely. But, and, and I, I will point out, uh, the husband of a public school teacher is talking about the school system, but you look back, look what the foundation of schooling, like modern day schooling was built on, it was built on, we want to create factory workers who then spend the money, who then go back to work? They're compliant. They do their thing. Yes. It's a it's a it's a circle. And like, look, agree or not, it's true.
0: Well, <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know, it's it's I I it sat down with our school with our school board um, a few years back, and 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 that was one of the good discussions that we had was was look, we're still teaching to the industrial age. Yeah. Why are we still teaching to the industrial age when? we don't have the industrial age like most industry has moved overseas right so why are we still teaching we live in the information age why are we not teaching these kids how to operate in the information age yeah you know and it's it's those are those are all things that that i think that that you know, people my age people that that have school aged kids that as they're going through life as they get stuck in their ruts as they look up and they're going oh my gosh i I don't know how to deal with all this debt that i've gotten myself into and i certainly don't know how to figure out a monthly budget right hey there's some things that i can teach you that i can show you how to really get those two things under control the infinite banking concept is an amazing tool to allow you to do two things number one it allows you to build wealth but number two you can use that wealth to pay off your debt and and the cool thing is, is this is one of the things that, that I think that that people, anybody that that takes a full on approach to debt elimination, they go, hey, we're doing this thing. We're gonna, you know, we're gonna hold up that sign. We're gonna scream that big screen, my debt free. We're gonna go through that process. Anyone that decides to go down that road would benefit from this because one of the biggest challenges to overcome when you're trying to get debt free is the fact that numbers never go up. They always go down. This is a really big mindset hack. Think about that. All your debt numbers were big. I've got a $20,000 debt on my credit card. So what am I doing? I'm using all of my available resource. Ah. So my bank account keeps going to zero. And I'm using it to pay down the debt so that I can get that number back down to zero. All of the numbers keep moving in one direction. They keep moving down. No numbers are moving up. So my wealth isn't growing. You know, Mm. my, my, there's this term that I can't stand. My net worth goes up as the debt comes down, but your net worth would go up if you just go buy an asset instead. Yeah. Yeah. Guess what? The infinite banking concept uses an asset as its principal tool. That asset, you know, if you've got a policy that's got... $500,000 Five hundred thousand dollars on it, and it's it's a whole life policy. You now haven't you now own an asset worth five hundred thousand dollars. The banks actually recognize that as a true asset, just like they recognize your home as an asset. Mm-hmm. And so you have to understand that that is an asset. That number goes that that death benefit. That number goes on your bottom line. It's yeah. worth. Yeah. But when you have a term policy, that number does not go there. Yeah it doesn't count. And so so just making some little mindset shifts like that to go, what if I could see numbers going up on a consistent basis? Oh, wouldn't that be dreamy? Mm. To get to see the to get to see the numbers going up and to see that arrow going up as time passes as opposed to seeing it come down. You know, because that that's the strategy of so many of so many that that want to help you get out of debt is is let's tackle it as quickly as we possibly can when Sometimes that may not be the best strategy. Well, there's
1: another. That's double it short sure. because if you're tackling a debt, and this is this is me because I've, I've done the, the system, yeah, and knocked out a ton of debt. But if you're tackling debt, you go into almost a a non-abundant mindset. Yes, you start to everything is save, hold everything close, yes. hide money, um, go as cheap as you can. You know, eat beans and rice. And, uh, and, and it's, then when it's time to stop, you have a bunch of fear around money and you have a bunch of fear around leveraging your assets. You have a bunch of, I'm not going to go on a vacation because even if you have the 30 K people will put hundred K in the bank and they're like, eh, I can't afford, I can't afford a steak this week. Yes. Yeah. And, and what's life if you can't live it? I'm not saying waste wasted, but I'm saying if you're going to wait till you're 70 to retire and, and live it, it's like. You've lost half of your life. And I'm I'm much more of a like, let's live life as we
0: go through it. No doubt. Yeah. That's it's in it, and that's that's part of the abundance. You know, it, it, it Jesus said, He said, I came that you might have life and have it abundantly. You know, and so when you really think about what is life, life is wealth. Life is the people we meet, it's the places we see, it's mm-hmm. the experiences that we have, it's the relationships that we've got, the time that we get to spend doing the things that we love and that we're passionate about, all of that is wealth. So when he says, I came so that you might have life and have it abundantly, he wants us to have an abundant life, Mm. a life full of of wealth. Does that mean it's going to be easy, Scott? No, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that Christianity is easy street. That's not what it's about. It's about understanding that when we get to enter into the joy of of our master and joy of the Lord by doing good things with our money all of a sudden we get to experience the fullness that life has to offer.
1: Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Alright. So you coach people through this. I do. That's awesome. That's awesome. I think people mindset around money understanding how to leverage time relationships and money for wealth is um, invaluable. So let's talk about uh, do you have a
0: Facebook group? Do you have a Facebook? Do you have a, is there a social media place? So I've got, I've got a, um, you can go uh, facebook.com slash Kingdom Wealth Mindset. Okay. Um, is, is that, that's my page. Yep. And, um, and we do have a group. It's, it's, it's just getting rolling. So cool. there's, there's a group. Same thing, Kingdom Wealth Mindset. You can find the group there. Um, look me up. I'm at Chad Haley, at Chadwick Haley. Uh, on all the social channels, Instagram and Facebook are the two that I'm most prominent on. Yep. Um, and so, and so, I'm, I'm debating TikToking because let's be honest, Scott, I like to make funny faces and funny voices. You so, could make TikTok work. And so you that's it's, it's you know there's there's some things. I, I, I honestly I, I thought about I thought about doing a bit that was a um, and and you guys may get a sneak peek of this. Um, I thought about doing a bit that was like because I've been told. Many many times, how much like Jim Carrey I look, mm. and so and so I thought about doing almost an Ace Ventura instead of pet detective, financial connoisseur, you know, or financial consultant, and so just you know just you know, alrighty then, Jim, let's take a look at your finances, and just you know <laughs> you and get a little over the top. Hey, yeah, yeah but it, but, I, but to me that's what TikTok is. TikTok yeah, is, crazy, is Let's get over the top and and. I don't know. I love to have fun. I love doing the voices. I love being silly. And so it allows people to see my personality. And, and, but it also allows me to go, Hey, you know what? I'm not always goofball. I I love to be serious about this. I'm deadly serious about helping people. So you should do it. Yeah. I mean, people keep telling me to get on TikTok and I'm like, yeah, no, (laughs) (laughs) it's, it's this weird, it's such a weird wormhole. I mean, it's, it's, it's you're transported into this whole other world of content creation that i never could have imagined i think that's what's so fascinating about it to me is is the the creativity of the of the content creators themselves you know and some of the simplistic things that they do that are so brilliant well it's building i mean this gal i don't even know what she's called i was i went
1: down an instagram wormhole Last night, because my wife's gone, so I'm like, mm, what am I gonna do? And I'm like, scrolling, and, and an hour later, I'm like, what the heck? Most of our TikTok videos are repurposed on Instagram. Yes. And there's this girl, I'm so behind the time, I don't know. And she wrote a song about Victoria's Secret. Yes. Yes, right? She built all of that on, on TikTok and Reels. And is she talented? Absolutely. Did she create a b- bunch of really cute jingles and things? Yes. But there's so much brilliance in what she did. And and then then I was looking at him like these reels, you, you watch these ones and you don't even realize that they, they tie the front and the end together. Yeah. And you don't even realize you're in
0: a loop. I'm like, I've seen this before. And you just they just gave him three looks. Three I, three views. I watched one the other day and, and, and it's funny we're gonna talk about this for a minute, but if you've scrolled TikTok at all, you've seen the guy that that he does this ridiculous dance and he's like He's like, magic shell, magic shell. And, and I don't even, mean, it's silliness. It's absolute silliness. It. But um, I think it's maybe because Kennelly watches dance videos. And oh, so I, they, they end up in my feed, too, because she watches them. This is the weird algorithm. It is weird. It's creepy. But I saw a video where somebody was emulating him. But it's, a, it's one of those, one of those um, duets. Yeah, the duet. So he's watching this girl emulate him. And he's like, oh, And he steps back. And then he steps over across the line, and he shows up in her video. And I was like, "Are you kidding me? That they just pulled that off? So that is brilliant! Much creativity. I there. just, I love it. And, and so there's so crazy. many great ideas that I watch it, and I find I, I, I will. I'll spend. It'll be like at the end of the night, and I'll lay down in the bed, and I'll be like, "Okay, five minutes." Nope, an hour and twenty later, a <laughs> wormhole. You just went into a wormhole. But I get so fascinated
1: yeah. by the creativity of it all. It is very creative. Well, I think you should. I think you get a
0: great. I don't, I don't. Is your audience there? Well, you're in there. I, you know, if, <laughs> if I'm there. And, and what I've seen is there's so much financial um, brilliance going on on TikTok. People are talking about real estate investing. They're talking yeah. about crypto. They're talking about. You know, investing and, and, and all the different things they're talking about infinite banking. So there's yeah. all this stuff you can find out there. They're talking about debt and and, and credit repair. Credit repair is huge yeah. on TikTok. And so I'm like, if if all those people are talking about it, then people are looking for it. Yeah, and and the beautiful thing is, is
1: a lot of them don't really necessarily. I think a lot of them, some of them do, but not not all of them have a solution for you. Right. And that's that's the differentiation, like you know, you have a solution. I'm going to coach you through this. And, and if you've listened to this podcast at all, you know that I just like, you got to get, a, if you want to improve in a section of your life, you have to have a coach. Yeah. And so, um, it's really cool that you're doing that. So we can find you on the socials. We can, yes. And, uh, the podcast, podcast by this time will be
0: released. Yes. And I've got a, have uh, got a challenge, um, that I'm doing frequently. So probably once a quarter, um, and it's ca- it's just called the Kingdom Finance Challenge. Cool. And and what it is is it's 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 literally it's five days. We take twenty minutes every day, and and we really just we start unpacking one different area. And and I really have taken it. And and everybody has seen a house or a building being built before. So they kind of understand that concept. So I take the concept of, of building your financial house. I got you. We're going to start with the foundation, mm-hmm. and the first thing we've got to do, and we're gonna and we're gonna build all the way up to the roof. And so, and it's it's walking through that process five days. It's fantastic stuff. I'm so excited about That's that cool. content. So so look for that. If it's not posted up when you get to, when you get to the socials, if you're not seeing it there, keep an eye out because it's coming. That's so. awesome that's awesome thank you Chad thanks for spending time with me oh my gosh this
1: was great yeah hey everybody thanks for spending time make sure you go check out Chad Haley and all of the social handles he gave you we'll have them in the links in the podcast notes which you can't see but if you're in uh, YouTube land they're down there and uh, if you're in the podcast world you have to kind of dig for them but they're there so uh, go to those podcast notes we always put the links in Thank you for being a listener of stories that sell and do me a solid go rate review and subscribe because it's the only way this gets out to more people. It's the only way people like Chad get to share what he's doing and his passion. Like maybe you get to share your passion and um, let other people hear about it because your story sells.
0: Have a great day.